Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're ready for episode number eight. Number eight. All right, what are we talking about today, Orlando? We've got a lot to talk about, as always. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is just kind of catching up a little bit, right? I got to keep you accountable, right? You had told me you were going to get rid of those death piles. Where are we? You know, I made a pretty good dent in the death pile. So um, we talked last week about uh, building up the pipeline, right? Uh, so one of the things I've needed to 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 do to do that was get through that death pile, get some items that I've had just laying around, um, actually put in the store. So I went from, you know, and I know it's really low numbers. People are probably going to laugh when they hear no, this. No, everybody started somewhere. Got to start. Okay, just just do it. So. I had like 40 items in my store and now I'm, I'm over 70. I'm nice. getting close to 80. So um, I've basically doubled in about a week how many items I had in my store. So um, I feel like I'm doing good there. Um, it's been slow on the sourcing part. We've had a couple bad weeks, uh, garage going on. <laughs> it's garage been, sales it's been and, pretty bad. Yeah, it's been rough. So um, I haven't had a ton of new items to put in, but what I have been getting in, I haven't been putting in my death piles, right? As soon as I get it, I'm listing either that night or the next day, and then a few items from the death pile, right? So I'm getting through it. Um, I'm kind of going through methodically uh, all the shoes one night. Next day, all the the shirts. So uh, getting there. So tell me how much death pile do you still have left, right? You, you're saying you double, but that could mean like you still have another 100 items you haven't listed. It's not that many. Um, the key, I, I've got a few odds and end things here that, that won't be too bad. The rough one for me right now is I've got some electronics. I've got like a whole stack of electronics that I need to like test and clean up. And that's what's like really I'm, I'm procrastinating on, right? Because I don't want to no, test tough. it. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. I call them I call them money stacks because what happens, like right now, I probably have, I want to say about eight to 10 DVD VCR players. You know, the dual deck yep. ones? Yep. Are they called dual decks? I don't know. They play both. The combo. DVD, DVD, combo. DVD, there, combo. There, yep. there you go. And initially it was kind of like, okay, I'll take care of this. And then I kind of rationalized in my head that I'm going to collect all of them and then test them all at the same time and then ship them off all at the same time. That's my plan. Are you saying that's a bad plan? No, I don't think it's a bad plan. I will say electronic death piles are the worst. It's bad. It's really bad. In fact, I, I started it one night. I was like, all right, I'm going to get through my VCRs. I pulled one out and ate one of the the, the VHSs that I I put in there. And I thought, okay, maybe it was, was a it bad. a Black Diamond, Walt Disney? Yeah, I, and that's the bummer. Is it's, It goes for like $10,000, I think. Okay, on. if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, I think it was early this year. Was it early this year? It may have been last year but yeah it was. okay but there was this big thing where like these disney vhs tapes were selling for several thousand dollars and so there was this mad rush to get them and they're not worth anything no they're not what i think it was um and you know nothing against ebay i think they do a good job of trying to probably prevent this stuff uh I'm, this is just a theory i'm assuming it was probably money laundering of some sort right like not on ebay oh well you know not not that it's ebay's fault but i mean people have got to you know if, if i don't know if it's drug money or what kind of money but if they're trying to make it clean and get it so that they can put it into a bank account what easier are, are way we, than are we telling people how to hustle unethically now? No, I'm I'm okay, saying I'm just that's, checking. I think that's just the, checking. the the cause of that black. Because can you imagine that? Remember, if we're like, pure hustle. That's it, we got to keep this pure. But think about okay. it though. Think about if if I don't know some drug dealer or whoever it is has this thing going where they you know 
they the person knows to pay ten thousand dollars for this one VHS. People see these going for that price and they think, oh, I've got one in my shelf. You know, like I'm gonna go put it up and sell it for this, not knowing that there's you know probably some secret code word that has to be in there. And- yeah, I, I don't know. I remember hearing it, and I I did. I'll admit, I did look for a little bit. And then I, after a while, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, they're, they're everywhere. Now, if there's someone out there that can validate that this whole black, I think it was black diamond, black diamond Disney yeah. VHS thing was legitimate, like, let us know. DM us. No, there's no way it was legitimate. Okay. No, there's no way. No, no, just DM us on Instagram, okay? Pure Hustle Podcast, on Twitter, Pure Hustle Cast. Just, just send us a message. Give us your story. We, we love to know. I'm sure we won't hear from anyone, but... If you legitimately believe that there was value in this, please let us know. That'd I'd be, love to hear it. That'd be crazy. And 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 we're going way off topic now. We are. We were talking about death. See, the same thing with death files. Like, death you files, don't want right? to think about death files. Um, but maybe off topic on, on this too, but you remember a while ago, like, people were, were were selling the most random things on eBay for, like, insane prices. I remember hearing stories of, like, people selling, um, like, a, a, a jar of air that somebody breathed in. Yeah, like, I remember those. Or the or latest one Xbox was a box. You remember that? Yeah, like, you know, I do, I do. And, but people do sell Xbox boxes. As they if do. it's like, but I think they're like maliciously trying to, you know. In this oh, case, I see what you're like, saying. Well, like, you know, the latest craze, latest craze is mystery boxes. Now it's been a, it's been probably about two or three months since it, they really took off. But um, have you heard about this? Mm-mm. So what basically people do is they go to their junk drawers, supposedly, and they unload their junk drawer in a box, and then you can, like, buy that box. So you don't know, you either it's a mystery one where you don't know what's in there, or you can see all the items, and then, like, you can bid on it. Mm. Now, I'm surprised that, you know, eBay is running with it. This was a while back. So, you know, we don't need to talk about it. You know, obviously, I think just like the Black Diamond thing, there's some kind of setup with those in the sense, sense that, you know, you obviously would set up a junk box in a way that it would sell. Right. Right. Because my junk drawer right now, like no one wants like broken pencils yeah. and, you know, markers that aren't working and a crazy glue uh, that is unable to, <laughs> you're unable to open it, right? Because it's sealed. Like yeah. no one wants that. But if there's like a random locket, right? I don't know if it's such a random locket. Right. All right. Okay. Going back to death piles. Death piles. Okay. Well, going back to the VCR story. So, yeah, I think I went through three VHS tapes before I was like, okay, this is going in the trash. In fact, I almost you wanted it to work. I wanted it. In fact, I opened it up because I I'm, I fancy myself, you know, kind of a, I, I tinker with things, and I've kind of learned how to clean up some VCRs and and make them, you know, work so they they are you know in, in working condition. Um, and I'm like, I can fix this one, right? It's it can't be that bad. And every single VHS tape I stuck in and ate up. So I throw that one away. I think I was out of VHS tapes because I only bought a handful to test. And so like, you had to go back to the thrift store and buy some more? Buy some more VHS I, tapes. I've been there. Yep, Luckily, so. it's down the street for me. So, And I think all of the VHS tapes I picked up were Black diamonds. So that might have been oh, some money. Money lost. I know. What can you do? Okay. You know what? Death, I have the same problem. I mean, that's not what I was supposed to work on. I was supposed to work on organizing my inventory. And I just didn't. Mm. I, I just, it's so overwhelming. And and the lesson for all of you that are new is to start organizing now, right? Once you get to having over a thousand items, <laughs> that's not the time to go, I'm going to fix my inventory. Now it's doable and I'll be able to get to it. I just, right now it's hot in San Diego and we're spoiled because we rarely have humid weather and now the humidity is like crazy yeah it's really bad like are you sweating right now yeah like you if you're watching us on youtube you can see us sweat if you're listening to the podcast yeah take take our word for it um it's 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 hot you know so 
Um, my wife and I have actually, the last couple of days, have been out in the garage. Um, we got some totes. We've started organizing. Um, the, the big thing I'm trying to do right now, maybe you know a better way of doing this, but I'm, I'm kind of like a Excel guy, and I like to put in numbers and have charts that automatically do all the math for me. Um, Good and, for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great skill to have if you actually use it. Um, and so I'm trying to go through item by item, how much I paid for the item, um, what the, you know, when it sells, what the shipping costs, what my total net profit was after eBay fees. It does all the calculations for me, but I, and we're actually putting in there like what tote number each item is going in. Oh, that's incredible. But it's taking a lot of time to do this, right? So I'm hoping that doing this now, like you said, will help before I have a thousand items. It's easier to do when there's under a hundred. Oh, I agree. I agree. Like right now, it is overwhelming. And on top of that, you know, there's just, there's certain things that I, I kind of, I don't know, it, it's these things I bought in the past and I kind of mm. only like looking at them when they sell. Right. Right. So I don't, I know certain bins, like I don't want to go in these bins because there's actually items I don't think I ever listed, Ooh. which is kind of scary. Yeah. I know. And I know I'm not the only one, right? You, I actually, there's, there's a stash of things that will make me, I think a decent amount of money. I had these old telephone signs from the 60s, 70s that are glass. I bought a ton of them. I just haven't listed them. But that's for another time. Do you think, I, I kind of have this theory that that I'm developing. Um, when I buy something, like my favorite part is sourcing. I hate, I hate listing. I hate taking the pictures. Luckily, my wife is starting to get involved in this. She's enjoying, you know, this eBay thing because she sees how much money is coming in. Um, she likes that part. Like she doesn't mind taking the pictures and setting stuff up. She loves organizing. Like that's her skill. Um, and so we're working well with that together. Uh, but I kind of have this theory, like when I'm out at a garage sale or at a thrift shop and I find an item and I look it up on eBay and I see there's profit there, I'm excited about this item. I'm excited to, to, you know, call my wife and say like, oh, you won't believe what I just found. I'm excited to like bring it into the house. But once I put it on a shelf and it sits for a week, that excitement is gone. I don't want to get it off the shelf and put it out and list it. The, the, the excitement of the item is gone. So if I list it within a day or two, it's not as bad for me. So maybe that, you know, depending on your personality, list right away. No, there's that. And there's also the other part is make sure you're selling things that, yes, you got to venture out and sell things that you necessarily don't like. But you also got to be excited about the things that you're selling. You know, sometimes, especially with electronics, mm. like I'll buy things and I'm not excited. Mm. Like the, there's a the laser disc thing I'm kind of excited about, but there's kind of these older receivers that I have. Mm. And I'm not excited about it because I have to find speakers. I have to connect the speakers to it. I have to find, you know, music to play on it. And then I got to shoot a video. And it just, it seems very overwhelming. Yeah. Now, the ROI is great. You know, something I bought for 10, I'm probably going to be able to sell for 150. But I'm just not looking forward to spending that time. Yeah. And that's a crazy thing, too, especially with vintage audio stuff, is there's extra components you need, right? So... Uh, I, I remember one of the first turntables I got, I needed special cables to hook it up and play it. And I had to like play it on my TV because uh, I didn't have like a receiver or speakers. Luckily, the turntable I bought first had like a preamp or whatever in it. And so it played through the TV. I, I've bought two turntables since then and, and one is sold and one is, you know, got like 11 watchers and like a couple hundred views. And like people have offered stuff like it, it's going to sell, but they didn't have preamps in them. Right. So hooking it up to the TV, I turn the TV full volume. I can hear it but not well because it, it, it needs to be amplified. So then you got to buy a receiver that has the amplifier and then you got to buy speakers that will connect to that receiver. So it's like, I almost need to just have like one testing vintage audio station that I can hook anything up to. Uh, but at this point it's like, you know, 
I'm going to need a few more items before I decide to invest in, in a, you know, a testing station for that. And I get that. It's funny because video games, like I'll test them right away. Hmm. It's not hard. Set up a GameCube, set up a Dreamcast. So do you have like a Dreamcast and a, a GameCube and all those consoles at your home just sitting around? I have all the Nintendo ones, hmm. except for the Super Nintendo. But I, you know, it, it's easy because most of the times when I buy games, I'll usually, you know, either I know somebody who has a console hmm. or I'll just end up, you know, just picking one up really quick. Or most of the time they come together. I, it's been very rare that I've bought like an N64 game or a Super Nintendo game that somebody wasn't also selling the console at the okay. same time. So I, I don't know. Maybe I've just gotten lucky. All right. So. All right. Well, what, what, is, what is your you plan succeeded. then? So if your plan, if you wanted to do the inventory stuff and you haven't done it yet, like what, how are you going to rectify that? What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for it to cool down. Okay. That's a good plan. I, I just, I, I you know, maybe it's just I'm being lazy, but I find that I can spend my time indoors listing mm. and making money than sweating it out, being miserable for several several hours where if it was cooler, I probably would get it done a lot faster. Right. Right. I could, you know, throw on a YouTube or a podcast and that's not ours <laughs> and listen to you it. You mean you don't listen to our podcast like all the time? I do every once in a while. I make sure we don't sound weird, but, you know, that'd be kind of awkward doing that all the time. Yeah, so... Yeah. All right. Hey, just a couple of random stories. Uh, I, you know, eBay's been through a lot, I would say, in the last two, three months as far as like with issues and changes and and they're still happening. And I want to let people out there know that don't give up. I, you know, a lot of people are jumping onto the Poshmark bandwagon, right? You're on, you're, your wife's doing Poshmark. Yeah, right? she actually just started Poshmark, okay. which, you know, we're still trying to figure which out. Which I but. think is great. I'm not saying don't do that. Uh, but Diversify. Uh, diversify is good. You know, and, and I mentioned that on Instagram a lot. You know, sometimes I have things on Amazon that don't work out, still sell them on eBay, mm. right? And, or I go local or whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, eBay, I think, is still that platform, and, and we're not paid by eBay. I keep saying that uh, we didn't get invited to eBay open or any of that. But, you know, there's been a lot of random stuff. Uh, just two quick stories. All right, so remember those Skechers uh, shoes that, like, somebody uh, wanted to return them and they were going to be yes. outside of the country? Yes. And, yep. Well, eBay, it's, it's kind of interesting. eBay actually did close that return. Okay. Okay. And, and they've very clearly spelled out in the email that the return was closed and I have don't have any more responsibility. If I get negative feedback, it'll get removed. I won't have to refund the customer. None of that. Well, that's awesome. But a day ago, the package arrived. Oh, man. So like five days later. And they wanted signature confirmation. Oh. So my son signed for it, right? And I see this box and I'm like, what is this box? And, and you know, I open it and I go... Here they are. And yeah, you know, souls are falling off. And, and so now I'm in this dilemma. Do I still refund even though eBay's closed out the case? Right. And, and, and literally I could just say, you know, no, I could just move forward. But then there's something tugging at me. Yeah. Like the ethical nature of it. You know? In the sense, of, let's say I was the person that yep. bought those, right? And legitimately something happened. Now, today I did put it on the Insta story and I put on a poll and you know, pretty much everybody, it was like 91% said no, do not accept the return. Mm. And 9% said yes. I think there was like one person. A couple of people did DM me and say, you know, it's very possible that for that to happen if those shoes were out in the hot sun and things became unglued at one point in time. Mm. And then they were put in the thrift store, even though they were brand new, it's possible that later on. So 
I think I'm going to refund them. I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, I, I don't think you have to, right? Like you said, you don't have to, but if you're at a place where, you know, you've got money coming in, you've built that pipeline like we've talked about, those are those one-off items, right? Like you're going to get those occasional items that you're going to lose money on or that you're going to have to deal with a return. Um, and and maybe it's not going to affect you positively. Um, you're not going to get any like direct benefit. You're not going to get uh, a, a, a positive review or maybe you will, I don't know. Um, you're not avoiding a negative review. You're actually losing money on this. But, you know, it maybe it's just the human thing to do, right? The nice thing to do for somebody is... I don't know. And maybe listeners out there, you know, you would disagree. I'm kind of more of when I go through this process, I always try to put myself in the shoes of the buyer. Right. Right. Because that helps me understand, like, sometimes, you know, you'll pick up that thrift store item, right? And there's like a flaw and you're kind of like, do I put this on the listing? Right. Maybe people won't notice. Well, there's two problems with that. Number one, usually they do notice. And then number two, if you were that buyer and you bought that, you'd be pretty bummed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't want buyers having to deal with that. And I think that's why eBay is always, you know, looking out for the buyer because I think as sellers, you know, and this is just maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but we want to make that sale. So we're willing at times to kind of, you know, work around things to get that sale. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it just helps out just to go that extra mile. So, And it's better for us as sellers anyways, if... We've already talked about that that eBay does protect the seller, makes it difficult for a buyer to maliciously leave negative, you know, feedback if it's, you know, if you've done your due diligence, right? There, right. So there's that positive aspect of it. Uh, but I, I do want eBay to be on the buyer side because I want buyers to have confidence in eBay so that they're using eBay. Because if, if eBay isn't supporting them, buyers are going to leave and now I can't sell my stuff. Well, and that's why I think eBay is going in the right direction. Like, I remember I was flipping stuff on Mercari for a little bit. And when Mercari first came out, I was big into Mercari. But, man, Mercari, my experience with Mercari, it's there's a lot of scammers. And there's a lot of fake merchandise out there. And I, I'll never never forget, like, the multiple times that people would buy stuff and then never paid. And, and we talk about an eBay that happens a lot. I found that that happened a lot on Mercari. Now, maybe they changed it since then. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I kind of, I like eBay because they're still working on that. They're not they're not as hardcore as Amazon where Amazon will drop the hammer no matter what, right? But eBay is definitely trying to tighten things up to make it a better buy, buyer experience, which I think in the end helps us all. Yep. So, okay. So now the bad side of eBay. So here's a crazy story. So I sold this sweater and the sweater sold. It was nice. It was a gray Pendleton sweater and and they paid full price. And then I, I hate it when this happens. I got this last second email right before I was going to, you know, pack it mm-hmm. and ship it. Like, oh, I'm currently moving. Could you please send it to this address? Mm. And most of the time, I think they're goodwill to honest people. Sometimes there's scammers trying to do that. And so eBay, make sure you're aware if you're a new uh, seller that eBay only provides you seller protection if you mail it to the address that is on the PayPal account or on the eBay account when they make that purchase. Okay. So if you change the address, right, and it goes to somewhere different, 
you are not protected. Even if they send a message asking for... Even if they send the message. Wow. Okay, well, that's going to bring up a question I'm going to ask you when you finish this story about something that happened to me this week. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we're ever going to get through this podcast. We have all these stories to share. I, I mean, that's good, though. That's what I we want to do. I know. I know. So it's just funny because, you know, there's so much... We talk about, ah, there's not a lot going on, but there is a lot going no, on. Always. So... You know, I sent them, and it's such a hassle. So I messaged them. I said, hey, sorry about this, but per eBay policy, and I always like putting the blame on eBay. It just makes it a lot easier, right? Per eBay policy, the only way we could do this is to cancel the transaction. I relist the item. I send you the item number. You search for the item number, and you repurchase the item. Mm. And please let me know if you'd like to proceed. And I would say probably half the time, buyers are kind of like, you know, don't worry about it. Send it to the original address. Mm. Other times, like this one time, they said, okay, well, let, let's do that. So I did. So I canceled the transaction. I refunded them their money. And then I relisted the item. The next day, the person purchased the sweater. Well, I saw an eBay notification that it sold. I saw a PayPal notification that I was paid. I went to eBay to print out, you know, my shipping label, and it didn't exist. Oh, man. Now, this has happened before. So what's happened before is somehow it gets archived. Huh. So if you go on your uh, Seller Hub page, if you have a store account, there's a place that goes archives. So I went to archives, not in archives. So I'm like, where is this thing? You know, I do a search. I don't find it anywhere. I look on my phone. It's on my phone. If I go to my, you know, that one page where it shows how much money you've made in yep. 60 days. So I click on the middle where it says sold and it's there. I go back to my desktop. It's not there. Now, it has the address and stuff on there. So you could still do the yeah, shipment. You it was just all, can't print it out. Well, yourself. if I had like an air printer, maybe I could have done it. You know what I mean? Like right. if, if my phone was connected, but I have an old school printer, which I need to update. Now, but, now maybe you could do what, what us new sellers are, are stuck doing before we get that eBay discount, and it's hand write out the address. I, I know. The, okay, so <laughs> I really have a problem with that because I have, I have expectations of eBay. You know, they want us on their platform. So, so I called eBay, and I'm like, hey, this isn't working. I don't know what's going on. Why, why is where, – where's my item? So they said – Oh, let me look. And so what happened is, and I actually went to it, I put the item number of the new purchase on eBay and I clicked on it and it says buyer has canceled the order. Hmm. But then I call it PayPal and PayPal says, no, the money's there. Like, What is going on? So I tell eBay this and eBay goes, oh, there's no transaction anywhere. And I said, okay, so what should I do? They said, well, you should call PayPal. So I call PayPal. PayPal says, yeah, that's eBay's problem. You need to call eBay, mm. right? And I say all this, this, the part of this is this is very important to pay attention to because if you all don't know, eBay is going to a new payment system. Interesting. It's called Aiden or Aidan or, or something. It, it's, a, it's a European company, but it's going to be all within eBay. Is that a little scary though? Like it, does, is PayPal one of the things that makes eBay a selling point, do you think? I don't think so. Well, eBay and PayPal used to be kind of one and the same, and then they kind of went their separate ways. Okay. But what eBay, and I'll share this later on, what eBay is doing now is they've actually said that seller fees will, will go down hmm. because you're not going through PayPal. Okay. And, and the issue is, so the issue I'm dealing with right now is PayPal is saying one thing, eBay is saying another, and I can't come to a resolution. 
right? And so what's going on now is that once eBay goes through this new payment system, which is already being rolled out, people will be able to pay with their credit cards, which nice. will be nice, yeah. which will open up more buyers for us. And then any issues, you won't be calling eBay and PayPal. You'll just be calling eBay and dealing with eBay directly. That's nice. As yeah. far as I heard. So back to the story. <laughs> So PayPal says, no, call eBay. And I kind of made a smart alley comment and said, yeah, eBay, huh? Glitchgate. Like, it never ends. And, the, and it's like the PayPal person knew. They're like, yep. Sorry oh, about that. That's right. So I call eBay. And then eBay goes, you know, you probably should just go to PayPal and print a shipping label through PayPal and send it off. And I said, okay, so there's no record of this transaction. So if I wanted to, I could technically just keep the money and eBay can't do anything about it. PayPal can, but eBay can't. And then the person said, you know, sir, you don't want to do that, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I know, I'm just I'm just being facetious. I just, yeah. you know, I'm kind of a little annoyed. And they couldn't resolve the problem. Hmm. So I ended up going to PayPal. And if you don't know, you can actually buy shipping labels through PayPal. And it does have pretty much the same discount as eBay. Really? Mm -hmm. Even Do you have to have that, like, top-rated seller, like, level or just... In general, that you get that that discount. You, I think you need to have a PayPal business account. Okay. I can't say for sure, but if you type in PayPal Shipping Center, you're able to get there, and you can actually print labels off the shipping center. Nice. So just another thing to look at if you're stuck, or or even if you want to mail stuff that's not eBay related, like you could do it. Like people do it all the time on Instagram. They sell something on Instagram and they do it through PayPal. So nice. and there's some protections involved too. So anyways, there's my story eBay, I'm just hoping they'll fix all these problems. At least it's not Q4, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's good to get that out of the way now. Um, I, so that brings up a question for me really quick before we move on. Okay. Um, and this might end up being my the thing I learned this week is, is you teaching me this right now. So a couple of weeks ago, I sold a bag, and the person who bought the bag was, you know, they commented right away. They were extremely happy about the purchase. They said, you know, REI discontinued this bag like seven years ago. I've been looking for it ever since. Like okay. I had one. Um, I'm so glad like I found it. And, but then they asked me, they said, can you wait to ship this so that it gets to my house around this date? Cause I'm out of town. And so my thought was like, well, yeah, that's less work I have to do tonight. I was going to go pack that up and, and ship it out tomorrow. So sure, like, and we messaged back and like said, you know, if we send it on this day, it'll take like three days to get to you. Will that work? And they said, yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, so we did that. And then now we got our eBay report and it shows us having that late shipment, right? That something went out late. And so I'm thinking like, wait a minute, like we were trying to help this customer out. And now my metrics look worse than they should be because this was a customer request. This wasn't like, you know, I was late, like, it was on time for them. So what so is the, the way to deal with something like that? I would say number one is I would let the customer know that it's okay. Like, I, But I would tell them, like, don't pay yet. Okay. Right? Because the, the clock doesn't start ticking until they pay. Right? And now, I think this person paid right away, too. Like, it was like they purchased, paid, boom, done. So I would have probably said, hey, if you really want to do this right and we both end up okay, I would have, and, and some people might disagree, I would have refunded them and said, why don't we do the purchase again? Just purchase the item, but don't pay right away. Okay. Now, if you got to be careful because in your settings, there's a there's a little box that if you clicked, you know, person must pay right away at a buy it now, then they're going to have to pay right away. Okay. If you don't have that clicked, then you have that option to kind of play around with it. Mm. 
So you can do that. I've done that before where I said, hey, you know, pay for the item. I mean, don't pay for that. I'm sorry. Buy the item. Don't pay for the item. And then when you're ready for it to ship, it'll ship. I did warn them, though, based on how you have your system set up. I have it set up where if a person doesn't pay after seven days, I think, that it opens up an unpaid item case. Like automatically? Automatically. Nice. So it depends how you set it. I think now I've made it two days. Okay. Okay, which is, that's another thing on eBay. You know, one thing I wish they really fix is the best offer thing. I really wish if somebody put in a best offer that if you, as soon as you accept it, it would pay right away. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. That is the that's one. the worst. I've already had that where people, I accept their offer and then either they don't pay or, you know, the payment comes way late or they ask, you know, like, oh, like I found it somewhere else cheaper or I, I actually, I changed my mind and it's like, well, now I have to relist this item, and yeah, it's and it's weird because I've heard from other resellers that at eBay Open like, there was no answers. It was kind of like we're looking into it, we're looking into hmm. it. So I'm hoping that eBay eventually I will get this figured out, yeah. and maybe with this new payment system they'll figure it out. So that's one way to do it. It wouldn't hurt to call eBay as long as you got in the messages. Yep. You know, you call eBay, say, "Hey, I really was trying to go the extra mile for the customer. Could you adjust this for me?" And the first person might say no, so I would say call again. Because I've had it where I've called two, three different people and, and it eventually gets resolved. Hmm. Just always be nice on the phone. Always be nice. Wow. I, I I know some resellers that just start going off on people and I find that you you don't get anywhere. You might you might scare someone into doing something, but I'm always like, hey, be nice, be courteous, you know, <laughs> talk to them about their day, how are you doing? And yeah. people are going to make want to make things happen. That's the whole you catch more flies with honey type of a... Uh... Yeah, there you go. There you go. So so the answer to your question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So some updates uh, going on with eBay Open. Uh, just some things to talk about. Uh, how, how are your backgrounds for your pictures? Uh, it varies. For the most part, uh, I try to do the solid white background. Um, I've got a few things where I don't want to set up my whole white background thing, so I just put it on the kitchen table or on a uh, couch. Uh, one thing that we're trying right now, my wife has started uh, the Poshmark, um, and one of the things that she notices about Poshmark is it, it's a different clientele, right? Like there, it's a different group of people looking to buy a certain types of clothes. Uh, and so the pictures are more like Instagram style, like have to be staged a certain way. Okay. So she's doing some pictures of, of um, the clothes for Poshmark the way they want it, where it's the, the article of clothing with like the rest of a potential outfit with some accessories and like maybe a plant in the corner. And like, you know, it, it just looks like, you know, really artsy and cute. Um, and so she's like, Hey, like this looks really nice. I should do some of these for eBay. So we've done a couple of clothing items like that as well. Okay. So I would, I don't know if warning is the right word, but I would encourage you pr- just use a white background and only the item you're selling. Mm. But what I find it is that a lot of buyers get confused. Like this, this I think was happening a few years ago where people would try to stage, like you said. Right. And then a person would buy something and then they're like, hey, where's this pair of sunglasses that came with the sweater? Where's the shoes that were in your picture? Right. Because right? sometimes people are on their phones and they're just buying right away. Yeah. They're right? not reading title or description. They're just- oh, no. I, I get so many messages about, you know, can you tell me more about uh, what is the exact model of this shoe or whatever? And it's actually on picture 11, but they never got to picture 11. Right. You know what I mean? So... I would definitely encourage you not to do that. Okay. And at would, least for eBay, right? Like, so you know, Poshmark, you do what you got. Yeah. I'm not a Poshmark person. I don't know if that's what works. 
go for it. But on eBay, I would just make it just the item. Yeah. I mean, that's important to know, right? Like every, every platform is going to have its clientele. It's specific. And I think you mentioned, I'd heard you say something uh, about backgrounds potentially affecting even the algorithm. That Yeah. So why backgrounds? And this was validated and verified and said over and over again from eBay open, from people that attended eBay open was that why backgrounds are the way to go. And so they said something about it optimizes things for Google search. I, I don't know how all that works, but they're very clear that it needs to be white backgrounds. Okay. And there are actually some of the, <laughs> I keep calling them the eBay celebrities that are very much talking about they need to go to the white backgrounds. That they enjoyed using different backgrounds, but eBay is very much telling them white backgrounds. So okay. if that's what the, they're telling you you do in their sandbox, then you do that in their sandbox. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Do you think part of that has to do with majority of like Amazon pictures or just the item with a cutout white background? Like it's not like somebody took a picture behind a white background, but most of the item pictures on eBay are on Amazon new. Um, like somebody took the picture professionally and then through Photoshop, like cut out that item. So it's like just like perfectly on a white background. Do you think they're, it's like a competition or there's something maybe psychologically where people that looks more professional. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's a psychological part. I think it looks clean. It's crisp. I would say people aren't confused about what they're looking at. You know, like sometimes you'll have like shadows that may, may make something look bigger or Mm. smaller. It just, it's very clear what the item is. And so that's one thing. Another thing that they talked about was they're big on free returns. Hmm. And I know, do you do free returns right now? I don't have that on at the moment. No. Okay. Now, it's not that you have to. Okay. eBay will always tell you you don't have to. But there, for the sense I got from a lot of the you know experts or people that worked in the company, there's a lot of, and you can see them on YouTube. There's some interviews. Uh, I think Rally Roots had a really good interview with uh, two eBay specialists about what to look for. And they were very big on free returns. Hmm. And what they found was that free returns, and I've said this in other episodes, build buyer confidence. Like people just trust that, you know, if this has free returns, that means that the seller is confident that I'm not going to want to return it. Right. Right. And so I want to buy in. What I think eBay is going to do, and maybe they've already done it, if there is a secret algorithm, is that free returns will definitely put you in a better place. Move up towards the top. Now, what scares me with that is... I've kind of started with a lot of electronics and like odds and end trinket things, which I haven't been too concerned about with for returns. Um, clothing, I'm starting to break into the clothing market a little bit. Oh, I can just imagine. Because I mean, I know how people shop at the store. I mean, I- I'm guilty of it too. Walk into store, I don't want to go into the the you know the fitting room and try everything on. So I'll buy a bunch of things, take it home, and if something doesn't fit, you take it back, right? Keep the tags on it. And most stores, you know, it's it's not a problem at all. They, they they're moving so much inventory, they don't care. They just put it back out on the shelf. Um, I don't want people shopping on my eBay store like that. I don't want them like, sure, I'll buy that shirt and try it on and see. And if it doesn't fit, I'll just send it back because that shirt that I might make a ten dollar profit on all of a sudden could cost me a lot of money. No, I get that. I mean, I just had a rain spooner Hawaiian shirt that somebody bought. They paid $40 for it and they returned it. And the reason was husband didn't like it. <laughs> like That's all it was like, not nah, you know, it didn't fit. It didn't work. Just the husband didn't like it. But I think it's the cost of doing business. Right. I, I think in, in order to think about it, if it's going to give you more sales, 
eating maybe a $5 or $6 in a return. And if it's clothing, if it's shirts, you're talking about maybe 3 or $4. I think it's worth it. The concern is when it's the bigger items. Right. Now, do you think eBay should, and of course we have no power or control or say in what eBay does, but I feel if eBay wants to make that part of their platform, if they're trying to bring people there, that they would be the ones to potentially eat the cost on like a certain amount or at least offer a credit. Like if somebody returns an item, you get a five ninety nine or four ninety nine credit on um on your account, potentially off of potential like later fees, future fees, because you're taking re- returns. Like it just seems like something that yeah, it's helping us, but if they want people on their platform, they should want us and help us. Well they kind of do that indirectly in the sense that in order to be a top rated seller, like you have to offer free returns. Right, so if you don't offer returns, you don't get that ten percent discount on your, fi- on your final value fee. Now, some people have done the numbers and they said the amount of money I would save on final value fees isn't worth it, and mm-hmm. so they decided to keep doing no returns, or actually not no returns, but no free returns. Right, right. So I don't know. You just got to find the model that works for you. I know for for me, like I remember I was really scared two years ago when eBay said you need to offer thirty day returns. Mm. Right. And I did have a couple people. I know they rented right. my shirt for like an event and they returned it or a jacket. But my returns didn't change. I didn't get more returns because I turned on free returns. Hmm. I didn't get more returns because I turned on 30 day returns. I mean, because it's a hassle even for uh, uh, the customer. Right. I mean, there's there's been a handful of items. I, I think I have probably like 12 items that I've bought in the last year from Amazon that for whatever reason, should have been returned. And, you know, they weren't super expensive things or I would have returned it. Uh, but it's like, oh, I mean, I bought this for $8 and I need to return it. And I just didn't get around to packing it and calling Amazon or filling out the... So, I mean, it's a hassle for a customer. So unless there's really something wrong, I'd hope they wouldn't want to return it, you know? Yeah, and I again, I think it's just the cost of doing business. Yep. But, you know, everybody has their own model. I would say if you're into hard goods and you sell big items, then you really got to consider. And actually, I did, it was kind of interesting. I I don't know which video I saw, but I saw somebody on eBay being interviewed and they asked them, like, should you do free returns on everything? And the person said, well, if you're selling really heavy items or things that cost a lot in shipping, eBay is not telling you offer free returns. Mm. So now, granted, eBay is going to say the political thing. Right. right, They're not going to say, you must do this. But I get the sense that they are saying, you should do this. Gotcha. So uh, a couple other things. Um, item specifics are very big on that. Uh, and I don't know if you all know what I'm talking about, but when you list an item, so for instance, a pair of shoes, right? And you pick the category and you pick, you know, men's shoes, athletics. And then you go down and before, I think it's either before or after you put your pictures, ask what's the brand, what's the size, mm. you know, what's the color, what's the material eBay is very big on the more specific you are in that information, the better it is for you to make sales. Okay. So that's just something to pay attention to. Because I I always found those things annoying. Right. Because I said, hey, it's in my description anyways. But what they're saying is it may be in your description, but whatever they're using to, you know, put the rankings it's in. It's easier for place. them to filter, you know, the specific. Yeah. I can see that. I, I find I don't typically add much there and prob- I probably should. Um, but a lot of times there's a lot there when I'm able to not copy a post, but I find the same item that, you know, I'm selling somebody else has sold in the last, you know, a couple months. 
uh, sell a similar item and all of those fields that they populated are populated already. So make, model, I just have to go through and make sure everything is accurate because there's been a few that I've, I've actually had to be careful with where I, I did the sell one like this and I'm going through and I list the item and then I look at the description later and something that's in there is is totally wrong. Like I, I, I bought some mega blocks, like a giant tote of mega blocks. Um, and so I did a, a mega block lot one and it looks like just like mine. And mega blocks? I know it is worth it though, because I bought, I think about like 30 pounds of mega blocks, like five instructional manuals and a bunch of like Harley pieces that went with it okay. for like $15 okay. and it came with a free tote. So, okay. Hey, I, you know what? I, I hope you sell that quick. They're going to sell. And when they sell, I'm going to, uh, you're going to just gonna, show me this old. It's going to be, it's going to be my hustle of the week. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for that mega block hustle. Mega block hustle. Of the week. All right. Sorry. So, didn't mean um, to give you a hard time. Well, I did, but okay. I, I, I know that wasn't, they're not Legos. I get it. I know. But, um, so I, I, I get these mega blocks and I, I copy a post from somebody and now it's like locked in there as if it's call of duty. Right. And so I like it, there's nothing I could do to change it. I got to delete the post and redo it. And there's been a few other things where I copy a post and it says like in the description, like leather, but it's like, this is not a leather item. And they sold theirs and it said leather in the, in the filter. No, I know that happens to me all the time. I will two things happen. I either have somebody message me and says, Hey, in your, in your title, you say size 12, mm. but in the, in the item, not the item description, but item specific, it says size 11. What mm. is it? Right. And if they looked in the pictures, they would have seen it. But you know, again, I don't think people go through all the pictures, Right, but you know, it, I think I think you got to be careful. You're right, because I've sold stuff, too, before. Like, it's been, like, a Nike shoe, and I'll say, like, brand name Adidas and the item specifics, oh. and I'm like, no. And I'm like, do I contact the buyer? I'm like, no. They they obviously know it's a Nike right. shoe. Like, they, you can't, you know, could they maybe make the argument later on? Don't know. I haven't had that happen I to thought me this yet. was a crossover Nike Adidas shoe. Yeah, I do not have <laughs> described, right? These were not Adidas shoes, right? I've never had that happen, so... A uh, couple other things just want to talk. I don't want to belabor the point here, but they're also very big on this idea of, you know, making sure that it, you're very, I don't know, and, and this is kind of, I kind of got thrown off a little bit, that you're very buyer-centered in the sense that, you know, you're, and this is just basic common ser- customer service idea that, you know, you, you offer free returns, right? And then, and part of that offering free returns that, you know, when people message you, you keep inside the messages. Right. Okay. We've already talked about that. Uh, and that pictures that, that you're very big on offering as many pictures as possible. They've actually said four to six is where you need to be in your pictures. Okay. All right. Cause buyers, even though I keep telling you, they don't look past one. Mm. I think eBay has something set up that if you don't have, you know, four to six pictures, you might not end up you know, as high, I guess, on the listing page. But it's interesting because I actually heard another a big YouTuber, I think it, uh, Daily Refinement, he had talked about that some of the biggest eBay sellers just have like two pictures. Huh. And they sell thousands of items. So maybe they're new items and they're stock photos right. and it's not a big deal. But I, I've always been a fan of like, if you can t- fill out all 12 pictures, do all 12 pictures. Mm. I mean, don't force it. Like, don't take multiple pictures of the same angle. But it it never it never hurts. And, and the sad thing is, is when you get to twelve pictures and you realize that more than half of them are flaws that you're trying to to show. Yeah, I would say like, if oh, <laughs> this was a bad buy. You know what? Here's a solution to that video. 
Okay. So I've done it in the past where I've bought like, let's say a vintage item mm-hmm. and it's still worth a lot of money, even with all the flaws. What I've done is I've shot a video uh, and then put on YouTube and then use that uh, YouTube converter I right. talked about from philippinetools.com. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've done it. So okay. what I've done is I've taken as, you know, three or four pictures of flaws. And in the description, I'll say, you know, cosmetic wear throughout parentheses, please see video. Mm. And I've never had a problem. That's nice. And in the video, I make sure that, you know, I focus in on the flaws in the video. And the video is really awkward. It's like silent. Yeah. It's like a minute or two of just going through it. But it's been totally worth it. You should like play some crazy techno music in the background as you're doing it. I've, I've thought I've thought about it, but then, you know, I kind of don't want to take away from the item. But, you know, if my son's like yelling in the background or something, <laughs> then I'll put some music in there. So put a motivational speech on or something that will like <laughs> get the- some subliminal message in yeah, the back. Buy this. Buy this item. So just something to think about. So if you can't take enough pictures to show all the flaws, go to video. So hopefully that helps some people out there. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So summer slowdown still in effect, right? Oh, do we want to talk about it? Who wants to talk about slow? Um, I, I thought you were like, we're racking up the sales. It's I've, I've slowed down the last couple of weeks. It's been slower. So you think the conspiracy is true? Like eBay just hooked you with a lot of sales? It's, it's possible that that, that that happened. And, you know, and maybe, maybe it actually hasn't been as slow. I haven't had as many of my, um, what I'm calling the big ticket item sales recently, right? I've, I've actually sold quite a few things. I'm, I'm averaging about five items a week. Um, which is is not an incredible number, but for the size of my store, I feel like it's good. That'll scale up nicely. Um, but a lot of them are like a net ten or fifteen dollars profit. So it's not where it's definitely not where it was. Like I, in a week, selling five or six items, I'm making less than I was making on one or two items a few weeks ago. You know, so um, there's definitely some slowdown, but but at the same time that pipeline is slowly building up. So I've got a lot of those big items that as soon as it sells, that's $80 profit, that's $90 profit, that's $40 profit um, that are eventually going to sell, right? So maybe it's slow right now, but as that pipeline builds, that that's still money. It's just future money. No, it's good. And that's what you want to think about. And, and I said this in the last episode about, you know, Q4 is around the corner, Right. So right now is the time to source. Now, I will say sourcing has been kind of interesting. Do you mm-hmm. find that too, that you've had trouble sourcing? Garage sales have been, the last like two weeks I've gone out to garage sales have been terrible. In fact, part of it, um, this last garage sale, I don't know if I mentioned um, in, a, in a previous podcast or not, but like I went to one that was claiming that it was like a huge. No, you just told me this over the phone. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, so we were texting back and forth about this one. There was, there was this, this garage sale, like I had mapped out, like I'd spent like 40 minutes mapping out like 15 to 20 houses that were like within a few miles of me. And then a few, I was doing like the ones that started at six, the ones that started at seven, the ones that started at eight. And I had this whole map out. And then I saw a, a Craigslist ad for a community sale with 99 homes, majority participating in, and it was in a really affluent neighborhood. And I'm thinking, oh, this is gold mine, right? Like I'm going there. Those are good garage sales. And it was like a 45-minute drive from my house, and I'm like, it's going to be worth it. I'm giving up all of these local garage sales to go to this one. Um, and there was another community garage sale on the way that started an hour earlier. So I was like, oh, I'm going to hit this one first, and then I'm going to get to that one at the start time. So I get to the first one that was supposedly an entire complex, and it was two people out in front of <laughs> like an apartment complex, like on a little grass slope. Uh, that you had to like get through a little, it was, it was terrible. Like, and they didn't have very many things. And I was like, okay, this is the first community sale, two people. And then I went to the next one and there was 
maybe six like condos that, that had their garages open um, with each one that had like 10 or 15 items outside. And it was like not a garage sale. It was just like somebody was like, yeah, I've got these four things I could sell. Like, so it was just, I wasted so much time. What about you? How have your garage sales been? Oh, it, no, it was, it was, and I shared this in Instagram. It was the worst garage sale weekend mm. this past weekend I've had all year. I have to say, I'm glad it's not just me then. Like, I feel bad for you, but at the same time, it's a little affirming that, you know, I didn't just make a, a mistake, but maybe it's just, they're slow. And, and we went to totally different places, yeah. right? And so I, I, I will say it was very discouraging. And I, I think what I did, after I think I did. Yeah, that's right. I went and did some uh, some retail arbitrage, and I felt better. Yeah. But that was it. Was pretty hard, and and you just got to be careful on those because I've done that before, where it's a really terrible warning, and then I just start buying junk, mm. right? Because I want to feel better. You want to get something. You want to get something. You want you you don't want to say, hey, I just lost two hours of my day. Well, one of the things that was really nice for me when I came home from that day, I walked through the door. Um, and, and, and my wife has been so supportive to this. I love how excited she's been as I've been like buying things. And I walked through the door and I was just like kind of almost embarrassed, especially because I drove so far. She's like, how'd you do? And I said, I didn't buy a single thing. And she goes, oh, good. And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, good. And she's like, well, I'm glad you didn't buy junk. And I'm like, good. Oh, I'm like, well, that's a good perspective, right? Like true. I didn't get any, like I didn't find my gold mine, but I also didn't waste money, right? Like I could have gone down that path where it was like, I, I drove to this garage sale. I'm buying whatever I can buy, even if it's not going to sell. Yeah. And that's good. I, you don't want to force it because I've I've done that before where you have those terrible. And I keep talking about, you know, you got to grind. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Mm. But there are those times where you're just not going to find anything. Now, last weekend for me was extreme. I literally bought nothing. Mm. I mean, I so I, I couldn't believe it. But that's okay. I'm, you know, I'm going back out tomorrow, hoping that, you know, things are better. I'm kind of a little leery because it's hot and humid and people just don't want to be out there. So there's always thrift stores. And thrift stores have been kind of bare lately, too. Yeah, it seems like it. I wonder if the heat, I feel like the heat might go two ways. Uh, It might be that nobody is outside when they're supposed to be outside uh, selling their stuff. Or it could be that they just want to get everything gone so that they can go inside and drink an iced tea and, and watch, you know, Netflix. True, true, so true. Maybe that's the time to bargain. You know, they're hey, hot that, just, that made me think of another negotiation tactic. What I've come across lately is people go, yeah, if you don't pick that up now, you know, it's just going to go to goodwill. Mm. Man, the moment they tell me that, that's when I know I got to go low on my prices. Really? And I, I've done that to a few garage shows where, you know, I'll ask them, I'm like, well, you still got to, you know, I'll show up late. And I go, you guys got a lot of stuff. What are you going to do with all this? And so if they start telling me they're going to donate it, then I start going, hey, you know what? I want to help you out. Like, what are some ways we can work that I could buy a few of these items? So it's less things you have to put in your car and take. Smart. I, you know, I should be doing that because I just sold a pair of shoes that I'm 100% sure I saw at a garage sale. And I bought them at a thrift store for more than I probably would have bought them oh, at the garage I, sale. I've, I've had that happen. And I know it's the same shoes because there were a handful of other things at this garage sale that were really unique that I had no interest in buying. And I saw those items at the thrift store also. And so I see these shoes and I finally spent That's the time the to look them up. And I'm like, oh, I'm paying $8 now at this thrift store. The guy probably would have sold them to me for a buck or two, especially if he's going to donate them to the thrift store. True. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, just something else to think about. Yeah. Hey, what do you? Wow, that's a lot of stuff. What are you gonna do with it? Good one. I like All that. Right. All right. So uh, let's talk about hustle of the week. Hustle of the week. What's your hustle of the week? 
So <laughs> we talk about how terrible things are now. We talk about hustle of the week. And I, my hustle of the week is kind of interesting. So when we think about eBay, I think a lot of people think about yard sales and they think about garage sales and they think about thrift stores. But there's also, you know, kind of like these discount stores, right? There's mm-hmm. like the TJ Maxx and there's the Marshalls. Uh, here in San Diego, we have other stores where certain companies like return items, except return items, and they sell them to this company and then you buy them from there. Right. Right. And I would say these names, but, you know, there's a lot of San Diego listeners. So, uh, you know, you don't want to give it out. I don't want to give it out. So if you want to know where you can DM me in and I'll share it with you. I have no problem. So luckily we don't have as many followers as I wish we had right now. Yeah. There's going to be people listening years from now like, oh, man, they were going to give the gold mine away back then. Now they're too big. No, I'm just but I uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't I wish. So. Uh, you know, I came across uh, this these uh, fanny packs, like these North Face fanny packs, and I can't, I want to say there are like twenty of them, mm. and they retail from anywhere to forty to sixty dollars each, and they're selling for nineteen dollars. Mm. Now you might say, why is this a hustle of the week? This is why. So there's only two models of them that I bought, right? So I bought. I don't know, how many did I tell you? Is it, what, 20? Okay, you? yeah. So I bought 20 of them, right? So let's say they're 10 and 10, right? All it's going to take for me is to take a picture of one of them and put quantity 10. Yep. Take one listing. One listing, and that's it. And fanny packs are, are like, big now. It's so bizarre. Yeah, right? Would you agree they're big? Oh, they're back. Like, it's yeah. It, it's really funny seeing, and not just, I, I, don't, I don't mean to, to, to sound, you know, I don't want to stereotype here, but I would assume it would be just women wearing fanny packs, like as it's coming back. Because I've seen that. You know, um, it's the 21st century. Right? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not trying to be. Throwing it out. I'm there. not trying to be offensive there. But like when I saw the first them first come back, that's the the clientele I saw buying them, and it, it made sense, right? Like you know, it, it was kind of cool and hip. And then like I'm seeing like a lot of guys with them too, and I'm like, wow, like th- th- these are back. Like they and, are. And I, I I think they're kind of back. Um, in some ways, like tongue-in-cheek people are being you know it's like kind of the hipster thing i don't know if they're back like like actually cool they're almost ironically cool yeah but, but it's weird i back, actually so. considered like using one. Oh, going to a garage sale yeah i want to buy one for okay sure. okay so maybe i'm not the only one like no, i always no, want to i remember when i was in high school we always made fun of people that had fanny packs was it just me yeah, I, I think I think I, I was probably one of the people making fun of people with fanny okay, packs. We're just mean, yeah. weren't we? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Anyways, so well, they're the ones getting the last. But now it's here. like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, and if you'd see like Nike vintage ones, have you seen what those go for? Uh huh. They go like some go for over a hundred bucks. It's probably like one of the ones that like my mom just had in the bottom of a closet. Yeah, somewhere. it's crazy. Yeah. Like I've seen other people sell them. I've seen eBay sold, and I'm just like blown away. Hmm. So. I see it as a hustle of the week. Yeah, I, I had to pay up a little bit. You know, if, if I bought, you know, I did, well, if I, I bought 20 of them, right? So we're talking about $19 a piece. So we're talking about, if you do the math, what's that, 190 plus 190 We're talking about $400 or so if you add taxes, right? But in the end, if I sell them, you know, for 50 or even if I sell them for 40 a piece, right? I'm still making, let's say, $15 profit on each one. And I sell 20 of them. And it, the only work it took was buying them. You know, taking pictures of two items and listing them, to me, it's worth it. So that's my hustle of the week. Nothing huge, no $1 item that sold for 100 or yeah. $200. And I'm expecting that next episode we'll have something like that to yes. share. I mean, I did have some nice, decent sales, but, you know, nothing like outstanding that mm-hmm. I would say this is the hustle of the week. So that's my hustle of the week. So not every week's an amazing hustle. So, again, I keep telling everyone, hey, if you have a hustle of the week, 
Send it to us, right? Yeah, please send it. Because we didn't make that huge sale, but I'm sure one of you out there did, right? Like, let us know. Uh, we'll we'll blast it out and 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 let the world know what you've done and what we could be doing. I mean, we did have we did have somebody that did hashtag us. Uh, they had an Orioles jersey. I'm just trying to look them up right now, and they actually they got the Orioles jersey for free. Whoa! Yeah, and you know, I can't beat free. You can't beat it. So this came from uh, May one one zero eight zero three. Twitter. I don't know who that is, but they said that they had a free Orioles. I love it when my accent gets in the way. <laughs> Orioles jersey. You know, I'm native good. born, right? Do you know that? I know that. Okay, yeah. I have an MA. Like, <laughs> I, I know English. Okay. So, uh, Orioles jersey that they sold for $41 that they got for free. So, to me, that's a hustle. That's 100% profit. Yeah. I mean, they, you can't beat that. You know, all, all they did is list it and that's it. So, thanks again for sending that out. If you have some hustles a week, we'd love to share yours because, again, maybe ours aren't that great. Yep. And we'd like to share what you have. So, well, how do you know ours aren't that great? Do you hear mine? Okay, 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 okay. Let me just throw this out there. Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter, Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. You can send a comment to us on YouTube. We are Pure Hustle Podcast. You can email us at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. You can also call us. I'm still waiting for somebody to call us. Yeah, call us. You know what? I, I'm at a point now where I'd you like just a phone call and say, hey, how's it going, guys? I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. Right? Who calls people anymore? That's like, true. Like, you won't even call me. I text you. Yeah. No, you like today we had multiple paragraph conversations through text. Via text, which takes 10 times as long. But <laughs> <laughs> And while you're driving, oh, sorry, I shouldn't talk about that. So if you want to call us, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You know, if you don't hear the voicemail, just leave us a message. It is us. So anyways, that's where you can find us. All right, tell me about your hustle of the week. Uh, are you ready for this? So yours wasn't that great, but mine also was not that great. Uh, so there we go. But it was okay. So Wow, um, who's going to want to listen to it now? <laughs> no one's going to want to listen now. Well, I built up the hype. So, um, okay, here's the thing. Episode one, I asked when you mentioned this idea of doing a hustle of the week, I said, well, what's a hustle of the week? And one of the things you mentioned was it, it's not always a sale. It could be a connection you've made or a source you found or, or something like that. Um, and one of my biggest pet peeves, I think, of a lot of the local thrift stores around here uh, are the sales are very inconsistent. So some stores have like every Monday, it's very specific. Uh, you know, all items are a certain percentage off. Some stores, it's the tag thing and you have no idea you walk in and, and it's certain color tags and and so you have to decide, do I wait on this item? Because at some point this week, but they, they can't tell me necessarily what day that tag is going to go on. So that's been a little frustrating. And, and there's this one thrift store, this local thrift store that has great sales, like randomly. I, I, I walked by one day um, recently, a couple days ago, and I saw a sticker on the outside that said, all clothing, $2. And so, I've never seen that in a single thrift store in all of San Diego. All clothing, $2. And it was like, an hour before the store closed. Oh, okay. And it's Wait, been let me all day. In Temecula at a Goodwill, I did see $1. Ooh, but it wasn't all nice. clothes. All clothes is it was everything. A big deal. There was there was one rack of of clothes that wasn't on the sale. They had it like separated, but those were five um you could get five of them for $25. So it, it was five dollars each item. And those were like the items that were like normally $30 jackets and it was like no questions asked. So it was by far the best clothing sale. And I'm thinking as I'm walking into the store, I'm seeing other people with shopping carts with like jerseys in it and other things. And I'm just like, this has been going on all day. 
probably all the good stuff is gone. And a lot of it was, I was able to pick up, um, I think I picked up like 18 or 19 items of clothing. I probably could have got a lot more. And I remember I asked the person there, I said, um, like, how do I know when sales like this are on? And the person said, well, what you do, um, we have this new program and it's this computer kiosk um, that every time I go to the store, I check in and I get like a, they call it a spot. I get like a little credit and I can redeem those for different discounts. And being a member on that system, which was free to sign up for, they send out emails now of the sales the day before because it's not published on their website. And I, I feel like I feel like it's just somebody in the back that says, you know what? Let's do electronics half off tomorrow, right? Maybe like, they have a wheel in the back. They just spin it. <laughs> they just spin it and go, what deal are we going to offer today? Yeah, so, I mean, because because it's not consistent. It's not like every Monday is an electronic day and every Tuesday is a shoe day and every, it's just random. And so now getting, I've been getting emails already and it's like, ooh, they're doing the special, right? And so I've already gone in a couple of times knowing that a certain special is going on. So is it a little of, bit... Is it a little bit like Nike, what they did? So Nike, with their outlet stores, they sent out a friends and family discount mm. to a selected group of people. Huh. So it wasn't like everybody got it, just a selected group. So you would go in the store, and it's not advertised anywhere in the store. You're mm. saying this was advertised, though. Yeah, it's advertised. Everybody, so... And you didn't have to have a special email access or anything like that. No, it was... And, and that's one of the things is, okay, so it's not a huge hustle because anybody, you know, could, could, could get this. But it made me think, I need to do a little bit more connecting with the people at the stores, right? Like, I need to talk to people... Because sometimes I ask, like, well, how often are these things on sale? And, and, and sometimes the employees don't know. And, well, it's different, you know. But because I talked to the right person... Not only did they sign me up for that thing, but the lady who signed me up was like, and let me just add a whole bunch of these spots to your account um, for, you know, you being interested in signing up. And so my first time going in there and buying a bunch of stuff, I had enough spots to get like an extra 15% off of my total purchase Nice for free, right? Just because I asked about it and was willing to ask. And now every day I'm getting an email of what the sell is for that store. And, it, and that store is within walking distance of my house. So it's, it's, I think that's my hustle just because I think potential going forward, I'm going to make a lot of money out of that store uh, because I'm going to know the sales every day That's and I'm awesome. going to know when it's worth going in and when it's not. See, and I've been reselling for years in San Diego and I don't know. I mean, I think I know the company you're talking about. I just never followed through on it. Yep. So, but again, the fact that you connect with somebody is a huge deal. Like I have certain stores where they know me, they walk in and they know what I'm looking for and they say, hey, Orlando, check this out over here. Or, oh, hey, nice. we have this in the back. We haven't put it out. Check this out. So establishing relationships is so big. And I always say, again, you, would you say attract flies with honey? Yeah, yeah. Catch more, catch more flies with honey. Right. So don't be that jerk. Like, don't go into a thrift store and, you know, you're upset about something. Like, like handle yourself. You know, because it's going to go a long way because what happens is I'll go into a thrift store and I'll say, hey, why didn't, and I've actually had people say this to me, how come you didn't share this with so-and-so or this other reseller? And they're right. like, uh, well, they, they weren't nice to us the other day. Oh, man. And I'm like, wow, like, yep. I can't believe that just being nice yep. helped. So, you know, and, and this is common knowledge, yep. common sense, but I think sometimes we all need reminders. Yep. And that goes back to, you know, there's a lot of, of popular quotes that go along this line. And I'm probably taking this one, paraphrasing it a little bit, but because my Angela has a quote, something like people won't remember what you do or what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Right. Okay. So when you go into a store, if, if, if 
I mean, it's human nature. When you when you smile, other people are going to smile. When you're kind to people, even if they're having a bad day, like they're going to remember that that you made them feel a little bit better. And so, yeah, like you said, you make that connection with whether it's a clerk there at the store, store manager, um, or or just you know anybody you meet, right? Like, there's no reason to to not be nice. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. So, go out there and hustle that niceness. Yeah, is that, hustle. Is it hustle niceness. Hustle happiness. Hustle happiness. That sounds better. There yep, you go. Yep. Okay. Hustle that happiness. It sounds like you're stealing happiness, though. Okay. We but you're giving on. it. Like, you're giving it and getting it. Adam. That's that's okay. the best kind of hustle. Well, let's move on. All, All right. right. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Bolo of the Week. Bolo. You go first this one. All right, Bolo. Um, So I was at a thrift store looking around at some stuff, and I found a – at first – I often go to like the the, the bric-a-brac section of the the store. Can't stand that area. Sorry, I got too close to the mic. I can't stand that area. Yeah, it, it, and I, I I normally don't get very many good things, but occasionally in the bric-a-brac area are like random electronics in boxes that didn't make it to the electronics section. And I, this has happened huh. to me multiple times because it just looks like, you know, just a white box with something in it and people I don't think pay attention so I grabbed this this headset piece. It was in its box. It wasn't new. I could tell it was used, uh, but it was like like new. And it was a. It looked like like a gaming headset. And I realized after reading it, it was a uh, uh, a Bluetooth like headset. And I'm thinking, oh, this has got to be ancient. Nobody's gonna want like a big Bluetooth headset with like a giant mic that goes in front of your mouth. Uh, and but I, I scanned the item. Uh, I probably wouldn't have looked it up if it didn't have the bar. But it's called a Blue Parrot. Uh, so it's Blue Parrot, uh, Bluetooth, and what I discovered as I was doing some research on it is it's like trucker, like truckers use them a lot to be able to talk. It's like I've noise canceling. Yeah. Uh, I picked it up. I paid up for it a little bit. I paid $20 for it, which was another sign. I'm like, why is this 19 bucks? You know? Do, do they kind of look like what football like coaches would Yeah, do? like huge. It's like really big um, and knew they're going for like 150 on eBay uh, and used is, you know, well over 80, like consistently selling at that. And I'm like, score, right? So Blue Parrot, it's it might look like, I mean. And it doesn't have to be blue, blue parrot. I've seen a lot of these headphones like at garage sales and people will just walk past them. But if they work and they're a certain brand, they can bring some good ROI. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember client, uh, the clientele, right? So you might not be interested in it. The idea of driving on the road now, Bluetooth are so tiny or they're in the car or, you know, it's just an earpiece, but you could still, it's still a microphone. So we don't want a giant thing in front of our face. But if you're a truck driver, that's what you want. Is that right? legal? Yeah, no, it's hands-free. It's absolutely legal. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I just think about, you know, California, we got these, well, maybe you support these laws, but I, <laughs> I, I, I am not, I'm just not a fan of, like, I can't do anything on the road. But that's for That's safe. Time. No, I know, but okay, but I can, I can chomp on, like, on a huge burrito, and I will get pulled over, but if I just one moment, like, unlock my phone, like, I get a ticket. I see where you're coming from with that, but I do think now though the the laws are set for just distracted driving. So if you we, we don't even if you're if you are eating a burrito, well, I say this because I've seen weird things in the road. I've seen people. You I've know, seen people do makeup. Makeup, but here's the weird one. My wife saw somebody one time playing the trombone while driving no, on the come freeway. On. That did the not trombone happen. was outside that the window. That is so not true. It's true. That is I so swear not it's true. So like that's on distracted the on the freeway driving playing a trombone. What were they playing for? I, they, she said he had like the whole like imagine like a, a high school uniform like band uniform so like, like probably on the way the to the game like playing the trombone. That is new. Like, I've seen people reading but playing the trombone. Playing a trombone. Is, wow. Oh. 
I think that should be our logo. Somebody playing a trombone. Worth listening to a podcast. (laughs) Mike's story about the trombone player in the car. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's talk about my bolo. Uh, Bolos. So this is gonna sound crazy, and I just have been talking about sketcher shape ups, but I thought these went away. Like I thought, you know, there was a market for them four or five years ago, and I remember selling a lot of them. And they're selling again. Those are the ones with the little, like, looks like a cradle. Yeah, they're like the rocker shoes, you know. Um, And Aren't they, like, terrible for your, like, body? Like, then they realize, like, it's not actually that good? Well, actually, while we were talking, and I was listening, by the way, I looked looked up, you know, WebMD, right? Reliable. Uh But, you know, they had said, you know, rocker sole shoes have an unstable, strongly curved sole. Walking in them is akin to exercising on a balance or wobble board, blah, 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 blah. Basically, what they said is that they don't help you exercise more intensely, burn more calories, or improve your muscle strength and tone. So basically your bolo is an item that is a scam. (laughs) I don't know, but I I remember hearing this years ago that like sketchers are proven not to work. Mm. But for whatever reason, like they're selling. And I I would say in the last month, I think I've sold three of them. Wow. And they sold within like two two or three weeks of me picking them up. You know, and that's the crazy thing, I think. You I saw mean, me pick up yep. one of those. Remember, Amvet's like, those sold, I paid, I think, $8, and I sold them for 45 Nice. You know what I think it, it could be, too, and this is part of being relevant with the uh, part of our, our, our tagline there, is you never know. Like, all it takes is some an article or a celebrity to send out a post on something or something to end up on the Dr. Oz show, which could have been the case with these, like, all of a sudden, you know, but but that's what I mean. Like, all it takes is like one person to say like, "Hey, got these shoes, lost twenty pounds." And if they've got you know a million followers on Instagram, uh, next you know everybody's going out to buy them. So just being aware of those trends and what what's happening and what's popular at the moment. Yeah, it could be. I just thought Skechers shapeups were dead, but I'm gonna pick them up. I, you know, I, I I went through a phase where I had a ton of them, and I sold them all, and then. Another phase where I bought a ton of them and they didn't sell. And now I think I have maybe one or two in my inventory because I keep selling them. Did you like liquidate them out at like discount No, I prices? waited. I mean, there were people like in Australia that couldn't get their hands on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people like a lot of them were international sales. Okay. So maybe the news didn't get to them that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. But we have the internet now. I'm sure it got to them. Yeah. So, all right. So that's the bolo of the week. Cool. What are you looking forward to? <sighs> what am I looking forward to? I keep I keep going for this like magical like garage sale moment, mm. right? I'm hoping I'm not expecting that tomorrow, and tomorrow's gonna be interesting because the air conditioning guy who still hasn't shown up in the last two weeks is supposed to show up tomorrow, mm. and it's kind of weird because I guess if I had a I say a normal job, like I could just say, hey, I'm working, I, I can't do this, right? But I didn't feel like I could lie to him. I basically said, hey. I don't know if I can be there tomorrow. And they said, well, we need to be there early because it gets really hot later in the day. Long story short, I texted them twice today, double checked, didn't get back to me. So I'm going garage sailing. Nice. And if they show up, they show up. And if they don't, they don't. But that's money. Like, I don't want it now. It could end up like last week where I'm not going to have any AC working and I'm not going to have any money at the end of the garage sale. And it'll be a miserable weekend. But I am anticipating... That eventually there'll be a hustle a week that I can talk about. Hey, I paid hundred dollars and I'm gonna make you know one or two thousand on this. So 
I am looking forward to that. I do I do believe that I need to get through some death pile, especially because Q4 is coming. I want to just have inventory out there. Not that it, Q4 is like Amazon Q4 where right. I'm going to be selling multiple items a day, but things are picking up, you know, and they will begin to pick up even more and more and more as we get closer hmm. to Q4. All right. So how about you? Um, I mean, obviously garage sales every weekend right now are something I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think one of the things... Um, I'm kind of excited about, I definitely feel like eBay is my market. It's where I want to be, but I want to diversify a little bit and kind of test out some waters in different platforms. Um, you know, like I mentioned, my wife is doing Poshmark. Uh, we want to send a few things to Amazon just to test out the FBA thing, see how that FBA. goes. Yeah, FBA. Um, want to test that out and see how it goes. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting that wow. sent out and seeing if, if, if it makes my, I mean, I'm not looking, I, I'm not looking to like, be sending hundreds of items every week to, to Amazon at this point, but but just test the waters, right? You know, no, that's good. That's no, healthy. No, no harm in trying. So there's just a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of fear kind of out there amongst the reselling community about Amazon. Yep. I it's interesting. I saw on one of the you know when you go to Amazon Seller Central, they have like on the bottom left, they have like links to like discussions in the forums, mm-hmm. and one of them, I guess, Amazon like restricted toys for people. And I was like, wow, like that is, if that happened and I haven't seen it happen, that's pretty crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? They're only, and maybe they're doing that because of Toys R Us and and they're scared about the market flooding. Mm. I've also, now people are saying like, make sure you keep all your receipts and don't buy stuff from garage sales and yard sales to send out to Amazon. But I've I've been hearing that Amazon won't accept receipts from stores for um, like to consider like you actually have to have like, I don't know. That's where part of the fear comes from me. Like, well, that's what I mean. There's this is unknown, right? So, but I'm glad you're willing to venture out, and I, I would recommend you know just a little bit at a time. Yeah. You know, you just keep building that base. Like for me on Amazon, it's been it's been kind of crazy. Like I just got auto approved to like sell North Face, and I got auto approved to sell Under Armour, and I got auto like things that a year ago like I couldn't even touch. Huh. And so you never know. You know, you never know. And, and these were things that I just thought, hmm. I'm going to hit request approval, and sure enough, you've been approved. Nice. Yes. So, but, you know, then again, it takes a long, I've been doing Amazon, I want to say, for six years. Wow. So, you know, I had to build that base. So, well, it looks like we have a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, even though it seemed like we didn't, we had a lot to talk about this episode. There's always something. Hey, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the nice comments. Yeah, this is awesome. It's been super encouraging. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes we throw stuff out there and I'm like, is anybody listening? Like you had talked about when you first came in the room today, you're like, it's kind of weird. Like people we don't know are, are saying, hey, thanks for sharing about this or thanks for helping us out. So we hope that you find this helpful. Always feel free to DM us on at Purus Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pure Hustle Cast. We'll eventually get on Snapchat. I just feel like we need a lot more people before we start doing Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and YouTube is one of those places we would love for you to subscribe and yeah. like and comment. I know we're, we don't have ride-along videos there yet. We're kind of working on those a little bit. I have a couple videos. I have a Toys R Us video that I want to put on there about my my epic travels with my son as we try to do some Amazon this past summer. And I'll put that out probably in a, about a month or so. So anyways, thank you all. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. Like you guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Um, and, and again, 
as you guys know, I know almost nothing. Orlando knows a lot more than nothing. But I still have a lot to learn. But, but he has a lot to learn. And and so I'd, we'd love to hear from you, right? Uh, you know, we do this every week because we want to help. Um, but we'd love you guys to help us, right? Because the more information you give us, the more feedback you give us, the more we can hopefully, you know, just send out to, to the world, to the reselling community. Yeah. So, hey, thanks so much. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. Be reselling. Late. Peace.